This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Kate Cruz recording live at the 8th Annual Becker's HIT and Digital Health Conference in Chicago. I'm here with Jinzi Jacob. Jinzi, to get us started, can you share a bit about yourself and your role in your organization? Yes, um, I certainly can. Lovely to be here. Um, my name is Jinzi Jacob. I'm a pediatrician by training, uh, but I work in the pediatric ER clinically. And my other day job is that I um, invest in healthcare startups, uh, which is something that I'm very, very passionate about. Sounds interesting. I'm excited to learn a little bit more. When you think of digital innovation in healthcare right now, what excites you the most and why? I'm going to, you know, I don't want to be like everyone else and say AI. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I think about the implications that it can have on, my other day job where I'm a physician and where we're really struggling with, you know, the lack of colleagues to do the work. Um, I'm really hopeful that AI can make things a little easier for us, make make some processes a little easier um, and can really help with especially patient safety situations. Um, I think that's something that I'm very, very excited about. Yeah, absolutely. And those are some good reasons too. (laughs) At your organization, what are your top priorities for technology and what are big issues that you're trying to solve? I'm going to put on my investor hat for this and answer this question. Um, For me, when I look at technology companies, the thing that I'm most interested in, how is this going to better Um, or improve the experiences that patients have within the health system. Because as you know, everyone has issues um, when they go through the health system. The second one that I really, really care about is how is this really going to help with the tremendous amount of burnout and um, just the exodus of people from healthcare right now? So those are the two big ones I'll focus on for right now. Thanks for sharing that. What is one piece of advice you'd give to healthcare leaders today regarding digital innovation? Yeah, there's there's several. So when I when I work both my jobs, it, there's honestly a big chasm of thought difference between being in the healthcare delivery space and talking to people who are in the startup space. And I think the biggest thing that I would want to emphasize is that we don't actually put technology as the base for all of our other operations. Um, And we try to put technology into a little department or a section. I think it has to be a little more fluid and has to be a part of everything that we do to really deliver on our promise of seamless care or becomes really, really fragmented and difficult to use. Another one is to really help lay down the infrastructure. Um, This year we had paratherapeutics, which was actually making a difference go bankrupt because we didn't actually have codes for them to get reimbursed. I think things like that will become really important as time goes by. 
And it's, it's important that we help our entire system succeed by laying down the infrastructure to, to do that. So you just provided an example of where it didn't work well. Could you provide examples of specific instances where the integration of informatics solutions led to improved patient outcomes or enhanced patient provider communication? Yeah, I think telemedicine during COVID and how fast we came together when we actually had a need to come up with the right vendors, implement it, you know, iron up problems and kind of, you know, go forward with the delivery and actually get reimbursed for it all within record time. I, that was impressive. I don't know if we'll see something happen that fast in our lifetimes, but um, but yeah, it's it's a great example of how we all came together to make care happen, even though the entire world was shut down. Yeah, no, that is a great example and just a great reminder, honestly. So five years from now, what do you think will be the most significant change in healthcare delivery and operations? How should leaders prepare? Again, I mean, hate to say AI, but I, I really do think that over the next few years, we will try to iron out some of those kinks that we're seeing right now. Um, and it it will really be a part of our day-to-day -day life. I'm, I'm imagining a, a world or a system where we'll have an AI co-pilot for every physician or every person who really is in healthcare who will act as almost like our sidekick to help us do our jobs and make us more efficient. Um, I know that there are lots of issues and there are lots of challenges with this, but I think leaders can really prepare by having a digital strategy and a strategy around generative AI, which uh, I think I was reading the Becker's report, which showed that a minority of hospitals and health systems right now do. I think that'll become key. Um, another one that I think is really important is not to go through, not to have everything bottleneck at the CIO office and to get more people involved in that process. Because as whether we like it or not, I mean, the technology is going to be everywhere in the future and we're going to have to have more people to help get that in our systems. So I'm going to throw in a bonus question, if you don't mind. So with your healthcare startups, what are some unique challenges that you see them face with technology, AI, but in that very beginning startup stage? Right. So I think, and this was sort of a an issue that is slightly getting better. When I started investing and when I started getting involved with startups, um, there was very little clinical input. There were... I know it's it's <laughs> extremely confusing, um, but founding teams just didn't have any physicians on them or any healthcare caregiver on them. And so you have somebody who's living in a technology bubble creating these solutions. And I hate to say this, but a lot of times people who fund healthcare are not really healthcare experts. They're kind of spraying and praying still. Um, and so you have things that are created by someone who doesn't really understand our problems, funded by someone who doesn't really understand our problems or is reading our, about our problems from a report and then taking it to health systems where, you know, they the only people they talk to maybe depending on the system as a CIO. And then it's kind of given to the people down the line who may or may not want to use it. And that that is the entire problem behind 
a lot of times how things fail. Um, there are multiple ways to fail, but that is a, that is a very good example. Um, I think it would be really nice to see more clinical input from all of those steps um, that we talked about so that we can avoid these things. Because the truth is with, with razor thin margins, hospitals don't have a lot of money to play with. And so you really want to make sure that the solutions that have been created have been created with the end user, i.e. the providers and the patients in mind. Definitely. And thanks for tolerating my throw-in question. No, this is great. <laughs> this is what I love talking about. Shinzi, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I would say keep your eyes open. Talk to as many people as you can and as many different fields of healthcare as you can, because I think the future hinges on everybody working together. I know this sounds like a very obvious, obvious answer, but our problem a lot of times is the fact that we are in silos and we operate in silos and we don't get to see what the other person sees. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure getting to talk to you today. Same. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.